But you know what? Tonight, God has something specific that He wants to do. I've been feeling it all through this day, building up to this moment, and I believe that God wants to speak through the man of God tonight to help many, many folks in this place. The man that we're bringing to this pulpit is no stranger to any one of us, and I can safely say that many folks in this house can testify that this man has been used of God to speak a word to you at the right time that helped you, helped your family, helped you in your ministry. Brother Marks, we thank God for you. We thank God for you. This is a man that has known many sacrifices through the years, but has dedicated his life to working for God. We want you to come deliver your heart. God bless the man of God. that all of these men have paid in order to be able to hear from God the way that they have and to deliver that to us. I'm just thankful for the intimacy of this meeting. Give the church here in Tomball a good hand.
are the things that we have heard from each of these these men and it never ceases to amaze me how it all just just all flows together and fits and um, we thank each and every one of you for speaking to us this week someone say amen um, I have um, I have been set up there's been times I feel that men have teed it up so to speak each and every time that that happens um, I'm very grateful because it makes what I had to do easier but Brother Lambeth hemmed me in and, uh, I've heard people say this um, I can't remember in the last 25 years ever been on this level um, but I have I have wrestled with the Lord um, for a week now and um, when Brother Lambeth got finished was, was finished this afternoon I stepped out and immediately when I s stepped into the room that I spent all afternoon in the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said if you don't do what I told you to do tonight don't you ever again say that you preach what I give you and so I have a mandate from God I have sweat all the things that could possibly be said, be misunderstood, misconstrued, misquoted. And when it all comes down to it, if there's a price to pay, I'd rather pay the price of being criticized by you. And to lose the favor of my daddy. And um, so I have no man in mind. I don't have an agenda, a situation, a face. And Brother Lambeth, I'm just going to go ahead and come, come right out and say it right out of the street. And I'm not preaching because I want anybody's church in this building tonight. I told you last year, and if you weren't here, told you with deeper conference believes in the BLM too it's just not Black Lives Matter we believe in the Brad Lambeth Ministries praise God 
How many is thankful we got an elder here tonight? Psalms 145 and I'll read one verse Psalms 145 and verse number 13 Thy kingdom, somebody say, Thy kingdom, not my kingdom. I said, Not my kingdom. There's only one king in this kingdom, and it's not you. And it's not me. Thy kingdom. I'm going to say it again. Not my kingdom. I, I, Brother Tipton, I need you to pray for me. The gravity of this has got to grip us. Okay. Because there's an end to my kingdom. My kingdom can only go so far. But thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. Throughout all generations. Thy kingdom. I just kind of want this to soak in here for a moment. It's an everlasting kingdom. My kingdom dies with me. Your kingdom dies with you. But his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. One of the, the great things, and I think it's a great thing to talk about, but one of the great things, Brother Townley, that's talked about in the age and hour that we're living in is, is dominion this and dominion that and dominion this. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to talk about dominion, I want to talk about dominion tonight. I want to talk to, the, I want to, talk to you about dominion in this context from generation to generation. I don't believe, Brother Tiller, the issue. I don't believe the issue is whether or not we have dominion or not. God has given us dominion. 
His kingdom has come. He has given us the power to, to take up, to tear down, to put under. His dominion has come. But the issue, and, I, and I've got something to deliver tonight. The issue is that we see to it that that dominion and that kingdom perpetuates from generation to generation. Well, I'm just going to come right out of the gate with it. Come on. If it dies with me, it wasn't his kingdom. That's the reason, that's the reason that as, as Paul is admonishing the young man Timothy, as he's putting it into Timothy, he's putting in what he's putting into Timothy, he's admonishing, you put this into the men that are under you. From generation to generation. From generation to generation. From generation to generation. I want to preach to you tonight about the continuity of the kingdom. The continuity of the kingdom. I don't believe God's given me a, a, ever in, in my ministry. I don't believe he's given me anything as important as this. And he may never give me anything else as important as this because we are at a juncture. There's a whole lot of things at stake in about the next 12 months. I told somebody on the phone yesterday, you don't tell the harvest when you're ready. I don't know if I've got anybody here that's got any experience in farming, but you don't tell the harvest when you're ready. The harvest tells you when it's ready. And it's our responsibility, Brother Tipton, to have everything in place. And it's, it's pressure. It's pressure. And we feel that pressure. And, and, some, of you, and some of you would... Some of you would uh, would define it as faceless pressure. And I want to define the pressure. It's the pressure of the time. It's the pressure. It's the pressure of the crossroads that we're at. It's the pressure of the moment. Come on. We are living in the most exciting time, I believe, that the apostolic church has, has ever known. But you hear me. Come on. We're walking a fine line. Come on. And there's some things that's got to shift. There's some things that's got to be passed. There's a transfer that's got to happen. Well, what's he saying? I promise you when I get through here tonight, you're not going to wonder what I'm saying. Come on. I want the transfer to happen more than I want to keep my ego intact. I want to tell us right now, come on, we got to wake up to the fact that there's more important things going on than our 501k or how much money's in the church banking account or what my retirement looks like or what's going to happen... 
The issue is not thy kingdom come. Come on. His kingdom has come. The issue is will we perpetuate Pentecost into the next generation? Come on. I will. You're worried about where you're going to go. You're worried about what you're going to do. Come on. Well, I still feel... Listen, what we've got to be worried about is making sure that the next generation is equipped. Come on. I want my sons, I want my daughter to see more than I ever seen. I want them to stand on my shoulders. If they don't do more than I did, I fail. I'm already getting pulled back. Already getting pulled back. I hope you understand my spirit. If I'm not qualified by now to say these things, I won't ever be qualified. I've been traveling for 25 years. I have watched travesty after travesty after tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Come on, it's time to say something. Come on, I want to see this get in our kids. I want to see young men rise up and have an opportunity. Come on, to be used of God. And thank God, as I scan this crowd in prayer for weeks, I've tried to keep faces out of my mind. Oh God, I hope they're not there. Oh how God, I hope they don't take this wrong. Until finally, I just started praying and shoving the faces out. But as I scan this congregation, I'm thankful that I see faces, come on, of young men that had daddies and spiritual fathers. Come on, that the, pe- that the perpetuation of the kingdom meant more to them than their ego or their kingdom or their finances or... You can be seated. You started this. You may have to finish it. cost the keys the cusp if you will of entrance into the kingdom Matthew chapter 16 and again we could all get up here and preach for the next 30 days and there would be no way to even scratch the surface when it comes to the kingdom of God. Why? Because the Bible says His kingdom, to His kingdom. I heard somebody say it again. Not to my kingdom, but to His kingdom. There is no end. There is no end. But Matthew 16 kind of moves down through here and it, it touches some of this. It covers it, in my estimation, pretty thorough. 
it's a very familiar portion of Scripture. It's a, it's a conversation, a monologue that turns into a dialogue. And Jesus begins to ask his disciples, Whom do men say that I am? I'm just going to touch this moving, moving forward. And they began to chime in. Well, well some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist. There's one, though, among these men that has an understanding. Oftentimes we find him with the strap of the sandal hanging out of his mouth. But this time, this time, Simon Peter, Simon Peter is on his game. Verse 16, Simon Peter answers and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Praise God. How many is thankful for a revelation? There's so much... That the kingdom contains for you and I. There's so much. Come on. When we speak of the kingdom of God. There's so much that it is. But, but in its simplicity. It's the fulfillment of God's will in the earth. That's what it is. When we pray. We pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In earth. As it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is the fulfillment of God, the fulfillment of God's will in the earth. Come on. But the key to the kingdom of God, the entrance, if you will, is the understanding. Come on, that God does have a will and that God does have a purpose and that Hallelujah. There'll be no, there'll be no coming into the kingdom if you can't believe, come on, that there's a kingdom in your city, that there's a revival in your And, and, and so, and, and it's at right place, at right, at, and it's right time. There's, there's much to be said about that. You've got to have a revelation. You've got to know who He is. You've got to know who you are. Thou art the Christ. I'm not Him. I don't, I, hey, I don't have the power to get this done. I don't have the power to bring this to pass. You've got to have a revelation of who you are. You've got to have a revelation of who He is. Come on. I don't have the abilities. I don't have the talents. I can't get enough education. I need some elders to help me. I feel this thing pulling against me right now. Come on. Come on. Ha. Thy kingdom come. I believe God has a will for each and every one of our lives. And I want it to come to pass. Come on. I want the kingdom of God. It's going to cost you your reputation. 
It's going to cost you your reputation. It's going to cost you your plans. It's going to cost you your aspirations. It's going to cost you your dreams. It's going to cost you your comforts. Are you hearing me right now? It's going to cost. If you think there is such a thing as a painless Pentecost, you are sadly mistaken. It's going to cost you your reputation. It's contents of this kingdom when the will of God unfolds when it comes and God's will is done the miracles dear God have mercy when thy kingdom comes come on things begin to happen like we heard last night come on $400,000 buildings come on that are going to appraise in the millions of dollars come on when his kingdom comes not my kingdom but when his kingdom comes it's then that things begin to happen beyond man beyond the comprehension of man Beyond the ability of man. One place, when it spoke of the kingdom of God, it compared it to leaven. This is one reason I want His kingdom to come. Come on. Because when you think of leaven, you think of influence. You think of pervasiveness. You think of everything being infiltrated. Leaven takes over everything. Ladies and gentlemen, what's our city's going to look like when the kingdom of God comes? If it's like leaven, I want it to infiltrate the hospitals, the Doctors, the lawyer's office, the state departments. I can't hear somebody right now. The best I can tell, if you just want it quite simply, from a country boy's perspective, that when the kingdom of God comes, come on, God shows up. It's God on the move. It's God at work. It's God. kingdom is like unto leaven. Leaven evenly dispenses itself. It infiltrates everything. I'm not talking about church being like the local Lions Club meeting or the Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. The only time they turn the lights on is 30 minutes before church on Tuesday night. And twice on Sunday? That's not the kingdom of God. When the kingdom of God comes, it infiltrates everything. Come on. It's baptizing people on Thursday. It's praying people through to the Holy Ghost on Friday. It's teaching Bible studies on Monday. So yes, there is a cost. And yes, 
There are keys in which to cross over that cusp. And yes, there are great contents within the kingdom. Great contents. There is provision. We've heard all this this week. There's unexplainable miracles. There's unexplainable revivals. Come on, there's a, how do you explain a, how do you explain a ram in the thicket? Brother Henson? Anybody ever here, anybody here ever seen a ram get caught in the thicket? Rams don't get stuck in thickets. Unless God puts them there. You didn't hear what I just said. When you get in the kingdom though, that kind of unexplainable stuff happens. That's the contents of the kingdom. Everybody wants a 52 day miracle. Come on. But who's going to stay on the wall? Do the people have a heart to work? Is there a Nehemiah in the bunch that says what's going on in the work of God is more important than the words? Than the lies? Than the intimidation of Sanballat and Tobiah? How do you rewield a wall? What are you smiling about? You know, I'm tiptoeing through the tulips right now. How do you explain a 52 day? How do you explain that wall being rebuilt in 52 days? It's God on the move. It's the will of God being done in the earth. It's the kingdom. Now, I, I don't have time to... Brother Shrek, I, I'm so glad you're here. I, I, I just, when I turned around to seeing you yesterday, well, I just think there's some key to you being here. And, and maybe that'll unfold as we get into all this. But I, I just, there's something key to all this. I, I'm just, I feel real comfortable. I just, there's a comfort that came on me when I looked up and seen you. So, so help me as we ride through this. I, I, yes, there's, there's, there's a lot uh, that I still believe that God has. But we, we have been the beneficiaries. I believe we have tasted of that kingdom. I believe to, to a certain degree, and again, it's another subject for another time. I believe there's more, but that's, that's another subject for another time. But I believe to a degree, uh, to a certain degree, you wouldn't be in a meeting called Deeper. If to, on some level in the last 10 years, you have experienced the kingdom of God. And, but it's been in my spirit for days. And I want you to hear, I want you to hear what I believe is the, the holy heartbeat of God. The contents, the cost, the keys, the coverage. Come on, all of these things in their place. And at times they, they need to be preached and talked about. But the concern of this 43 year old man, come on, tonight is not the cost. And it's not the curve, the coverage. And it's not the keys. My concern is this. Will it continue? Yeah. 
can say this because you got skin like an alligator and you can take this. And I believe that you believe what I'm preaching. But, but when you die. When you die. God, I, I can't handle that. Give us 40 more years. The marble's disappearing. You keep changing sides of the vase too, so it looks fuller, doesn't it? <laughs> the question, and, I, and I, I'm glad you're here because I knew I could say this to you. But the question is, if you were to die, what you have spent 50 years, how long did your dad do this? Another 50 years. A hundred plus years. If you were to die tonight. Well, a hundred years go down the drain. But look at how many. He won't tell me. How many preachers has he got under him? How many churches? The, the issue, Sister Tipton, is not, it's not as somebody paid the cost. I'm not here to debate or, or, or to talk about that. The cost has been paid. There's not, the issue tonight is not about coverage. He's, he's got, he's got more preachers under him in Brazil than most people have in the average size Pentecostal church in the States. The coverage is there. The contents is there. The issue is, will it continue? The scariest, the scare up to this point, the scariest point in my life, the scariest season in my life, come on, was when he came to me and told me that he wanted to marry, and I thank God for my daughter-in-law. I got a good one. Come on. But my greatest concern was not, is he marrying wrong? Come on, my greatest concern, come on, my greatest concern when I found this out, Brother Tiller, did I get it in him? Did I invest it in him? Did I put it in him? And so when you look at Matthew chapter 16, there was a revelation. There was a revelation. There was, there was a cost. There was a man that had the answer. There was a man that stepped into that realm. Hear what I'm telling you. You know the rest of the story. You get to the book of Acts. We see the contents of that kingdom. The Bible says that he stood up with the other eleven and began to preach. The Lord added to the church daily. That's Come on, there's some of the contents and the coverage of that kingdom. 3,000. 3,000 added to the church in one day. But the Lord in the last week has showed me something right there that I've never paid attention to. Anybody got a set of keys on you? Peter had a revelation. Simon Peter was willing to pay the cost. Obviously, 
the coverage and the contents of the kingdom was there. 3,000 in one day. But it's the burnt bridge. It's the chasm between a young man who has a revelation and the first apostolic revival that ever break out. The birth. Are you hearing me? The birth of the church. There's a great chasm between a young man who had the desire and a young man who was anointed and a young man. You're not going to hear what I'm telling you right now. There's a chasm. There's a bridge. You hear what I'm telling you? I'd never stop to look at it like this. Come on. That's good, Simon Peter. Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you. But my father, which is... What did he say? I, here's the key word, I give. Not I keep. Not I save. Not I hoard. Go ahead, take it out of context, say whatever you want to say. I'm going to preach what God gave me to pray. Not I protect. I give. I give. Brother Tiller, we get our eyes, we, 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 get it, we get under the trance of the flash and the bang. Come on. The extraordinaries, the miracles, the contents of the kingdom that we forget. There's got to be an exchange. Some of you would have stood in the sandals of Jesus Christ. There would have been no way in the world that you could have ever allowed yourself to say, you will do these things. But in your selfishness to give, and your, and your selfishness to exchange in a thy kingdom that has become my kingdom, and you are hoarding what is holy, I want to tell you something. You've forgotten that somebody gave it to you. Somebody gave it to you. Somebody put it into your hands. And I, I hate to be the loud one to, to remind you of this. If the, if the kingdom of God is happening in your church and it's your city, it's happening in spite of us. Come on. It's not something we've done. In fact, as I was running simple Google, tears, I got convicted. Simple, a simple concordance search on the kingdom of God. I found another place. He said the kingdom of heaven is like this. It's like a man who puts a seed in the ground. He puts a seed in the ground. Watch. And he doesn't know what happens. 
But to listen to some of you, you know exactly why. After 30 years, there's a church there. Look what I've done. That's not the kingdom of God. Look what I've built. We're not live streaming right now. I stood out in front of a building. I've been grieved ever since it happened. And a man turned around and did his hand just like this at a beautiful edifice. And he said, I don't know what the next man's going to do. The kingdom of God is like a man that puts the seed in the ground. And it grows. And all of a sudden there's a harvest. And all of a sudden he's got his sickle in. And all of a sudden he's got bundles that he can't handle. But he walks away. Come on. And the bundles have him weighed down. And the kingdom of God is that man going, I don't know how this happened. I don't know how this happened. Come on. Come on. That's the spirit of humility. Come on. He did it in spite of my preaching. He did it in spite of my talents. He did it in spite of my education. He did it in spite of my oratory skills. Fully on how much money you got in the bank. I'm telling somebody right now, you're taking too much security about how much money you have or don't have in the bank. It ain't your money anyways. The issue is not if the money continues. The issue is, will the kingdom continue? Come on, if you died tonight, would there still be an apostolic witness? Intelligencer, August 5th edition, 2021. Coming into Thursday morning, Team USA had messed up an exchange. Talking about the relay team. They had messed up an exchange. Seven out of the past 11 Olympics and World Championships meets. Since 2005, the team has either not finished or been disqualified because of a baton exchange failure six times. I'm going to say that again. I don't know if you heard me. Seven of the past 11 Olympics and World Championship meets up to 2021. Seven, the team has messed up an exchange. Seven out of the, I'm talking about the U.S. of A. I'm talking about runners on the men's team that play silver and gold in their in their singles. As long as they're running by themselves. Carl Lewis and others have commented on this. How do we have the fastest athletes in America? And then we get on a world stage and seven of the last 11 events, all the way dating back to 2005, we make a mess of ourselves on national television. It's because men know how to run by themselves. Failures including... Failures including running into the guy in front of them. Failures including 
Passing too soon. Passing too late. Getting over in somebody else's lane. You kept dropping that spear. You kept dropping that spear. Unfortunately, I know all too well the sound of that thud of that spear hitting the ground. I've had my legs cut out from underneath me. You can imagine over the last 25 years. But you hear me. This may sound like a defensive statement to you. But I'm going to use myself. I'm going I'm to put myself as the scapegoat. Come on. I'm the best friend that you and your local church has ever had. Saul should have never felt threatened by David. David would have done nothing but build his kingdom. David would have done nothing but secure but the reason that Saul felt threatened is because Saul never got a revelation this is not your kingdom it's God's kingdom and the key is here that it continues Saul would rather the kingdom die and to be outdone by the next generation. How much sense would it make? How much sense would it make, Brother Tipton? How much sense, Brother Lambeth, would it make for you to be threatened by your own son? That's not even normal. It's not even normal. Elder, listen to me. The man hemmed me in. I had no choice. I, I, I got no choice but to preach this. Listen, Saul's, Saul's problem was not, he didn't mind his name being sung in a song. He just didn't want his name sung in a song with somebody else. The last time, the last time I read, come on, in order for one to be lifted up, come on, another has. And we get so, we get so scared of the decrease and the fade, come on, that our focus becomes on us fading off the scene. I would rather me fade off the scene than the future fade off the scene. You didn't hear what I just said. I would rather my voice fade off the scene. Come on. Than the continuity of the kingdom to fade off the scene. Come on. God give us grace. Elder, we'll still sing about you. Come on. But you ought to be okay with them singing about a new guy. A young guy. You know what Saul should have done? If Saul, if it would have been thy kingdom and not my kingdom. The man preached about it today. Instead of Saul 
grabbing a spear. You know what Saul should have done? If he was really about thy kingdom and the continuity of that kingdom, he would have grabbed a timbrel. Thank God it's going on. Thank God it's going on. Thank God it's being perpetuated. Thank God it's growing. Thank God it didn't start and it's not going to die with me. Thank God. Seven out of 11 failures since 2005 is the worst rate of failure of any national team in the same time frame. Leroy Burrell, this is convicting. A former Olympic sprinter who was part of the U.S. men's. Four by 100 meter relay gold medal winning team in 92 said... Again, I'm reading right out of the New York Intelligencer, 2021. He says, prophetically, in an interview a few hours before the race, the margin for error is really, really slim. Just because you're the favorite doesn't mean you're going to win. Just because you're the favored doesn't mean you're going to win. I don't care how fast you ran. If you can't make the exchange. There's no greater, Mr. Burrow said, there's no greater root cause of such blunders than pressure. What Bureau, the former Olympic relay gold medals, called the crucible of the Olympics. Those four guys and four women who were going to send out to represent us in Tokyo. Watch this. That's once every four years. Listen, listen. And in some cases, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity where you have to get it right. Judges chapter 1. And I thank God for praise and worship. But Judas tur Judah turned around, I think it was to Simeon. And said, let's go up against the adversaries. And you barely get to the end of Judges chapter number 1. And when Judges 1 comes to an end, we find out that they got victory, but they only got partial victory. And from right there starts a downward 420 or 40 year spiral. And somebody's got to ask, what's the pathology of the problem? 
It's what Moses, I find at least five. You may find more as you study. I find at least five different times as Moses is putting Joshua in position to carry this thing on. He's trying to communicate to Joshua. This didn't start with me and it's not supposed to end with you. That's not hard. That's not hard. That shouldn't be hard. And Moses is... He's passing the baton. Did he run fast? Yeah, he ran fast. Come on, and for all the failures of Moses, I believe one of the great reasons he was one of the greatest leaders to ever live, come on, it's because in the midst of pressure, he got the timing right, and he was able, he was able to make sure of the continuity of the kingdom. But as he's passing that baton, he's trying to get it in Joshua. It didn't start with me. And it's not supposed to start to end with you. There will always be a battle against the Amalekites. From generation to generation, he's trying to tell him, there are always going to be Amalekites. There's always got to be a leader. There's always got... In Judges 1, there's partial victory. Because praise without perpetuation of leadership. Worship without the perpetuation of leadership. You're only as successful as your successor. And Joshua has nobody. Joshua has nobody. Joshua has nobody. Joshua has nobody. And you can point to all the things in Judges 400 plus years. It's for this and it's for this and it's this reason. It's this reason and it's this reason. No, the reason is, is Joshua, for whatever reason, Joshua didn't have somebody. The exchange did not happen. He died with his fingers furled around the keys. There was never an exchange. Let me show you what an exchange doesn't look like. Take it. Well, that's what it looks like. Lord, thank you for letting that happen. That's what it looks like. Come on, act like it's, act like it's still connected. This is not an exchange. That's not an exchange. That's a fight. That's not my kingdom. I mean, that's not thy kingdom, that's my kingdom. Over stupid money. Over money. Money. Houses mean more to you. The quality of your retirement means more to you. Are you really worried about what you're going to do the last 15 years of your life and you're comfortable sitting watching everything you built up crash and burn? But just so you can go on four vacations a year. Maybe the cruise will carry you far enough away that you don't watch the demise. 
is not an exchange. It ain't your money anyways. And we got too many guys that are going down. They bury them with the keys. And we're dependent on Simeon and Judah. In Brazil, they bury people with the keys in their pocket. But let me tell you something. You can't have a good enough music department. And even says there was some elders living, but they're going to die off too. And I've never heard this preach, and I didn't read this in a book. I have wept. I've never said this publicly. I have wept long before I ever said this to you. But I told my wife, my devotion two days ago, God left me back to the hall of faith. And I'm reading back through there. And by faith, and by faith, and by faith, and by faith. And by faith, Moses. And it goes from Moses to Deborah. No, Joshua. Don't tell me you have faith. If you can't give the keys. And so, and I'm, I'm going to screw this down. I'm, I'm going to screw it down tight. And so, and so I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm, I'm, moving, I'm moving my way through this. And, and, I, and I go back to, I never preach this, but I go back to Leviticus chapter number 21. And Brother Lambeth, I find there the qualifications for a high priest. The Bible says that a high priest can't be crooked back. If you're going if you're going to be a preacher you got to have a backbone. If you're qualified to even have the keys, you got to you got to have a backbone. A crooked back disqualifies you. A jelly back disqualifies you. You can't call a spade a spade. You can't draw a straight line. You can't tell anybody no. Disqualified. You can't be a high priest without a backbone. He said, nor dwarf. He said, if you're a dwarf, he said, it disqualifies you from being a high priest. A person who isn't growing. Or expanding. Blemish in the eye. If you can't see clearly. If you don't have vision. You 
can't, you, you can't be qualified to be a priest. You could take one night and preach all of these. I'm just moving because I'm headed somewhere. He said, he, he, he talks about scabies and, and, and being scabbed. All this dealt with being thin-skinned. Come on, you got to have thick skin. You got to be thick. You got to be thick skin. But then he bookends it, and we're all adults here. And I'm going to have cooth, but I'm going to preach what God gave me, Brother Hicks. He closes it up, and he says the last disqualification, and I think it's no accident that he puts this on there, is unbroken stones. Because if the priest does not have his ability to procreate, Come on, you act like we're living a G generation. Let me preach right now. The last thing, the thing that's lingering. He said, he may have a backbone. He may have clear vision. He may have growth. But if his stones are broken, come on, come on. If he doesn't have the ability, come on. If he does not have the ability to cast seed, if he does not have the ability to be fertile, if he does not have the ability to have sons. Well, I believe the truth. Come on. Well, my question to you is, do you have sons? Come on. Do you have are you consumed with the continuity of what God has placed into your responsibility? Come on, being perpetuated into the next generation? For some guys, it's enough that they withstood the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. I didn't do business with the world. Where's my keys? I didn't do business with the world. I still got my key. And God said, because of that, he said, I'll be your shield. I'll be your protection. Brother next, I'll be your exceeding and great reward. And for some of us, that's enough. I didn't do business with the world. I live in a nice house, drive a nice car. You can get mad with God. Don't get mad with me. You get mad with God. I can live in a nice house, drive a nice car, go where I want to eat and have money in the bank left over. Shield. Exceeding great reward. And we just sit there with our fingers furled around those keys. Not Abraham. It, it was the same spirit that got on Hannah, even though she had received. He gave her double. Your, your money can't. Your money cannot make me content. Your money cannot make me content when it comes to continuity. You can't give me enough money to be content when it comes to continuity. I don't care how big of a shield you put around me. I don't care how much reward you give me. And Abraham had a lot of money. But Abraham's concern was not his money. He turned around and he said, God, thanks for the shield and thanks for the money. He said, but the problem is, I don't have a boy. 
Not a system. Not a church board. Come on, Eliezer's not going to cut it. Not however. Not, hey, well, this is accepted and the people doing this. No, I'm not talking about the Eliezer's of life. I'm talking about a real son. I'm talking about... And I'm not talking about nepotism. He may not have your last name. He may not look like you. Because the church is not a family business. not looking at shields and chariots and servants. He's looking at the keys going who am I going to give this to? You'll do this and greater. That's the spirit of Jesus. You'll do this and greater. Not, I don't know what else anybody else can do. I've done it all. I've accomplished it all. None of this was here 25 years ago. None of this was here 40 years ago. None of this. Come on, this city didn't even have a church 50. I'm not worried about what the church didn't have 50 years ago. I'm worried about what the church is going to have in 50 years if God tarries. You didn't hear what I just said. But I'm going to say it again. I'm not worried about what it didn't have 25 years ago. I'm worried about what it's not going to have 25 years from now. If there's not an exchange. didn't have 30 years ago. I'm worried about what it's not going to have 30 years from now. If you die with the keys in your pocket. Everybody wants to talk about Simon Peter's day and how he shined. 3,000 added to the church. What a revelation that man had. None of that. None of that happens, Brother Maddox. Boy, I'm really... Y'all pray for me because I'm fixing to really get out on thin ice. I'll tell you something else. I, I, believe, I believe in your son. He's like a brother. And he and I has never even prayed. We pray together, but it's thousands of miles away. But I'll tell you something else Jesus didn't do. And you didn't do it. And I'm not going to do it. And you're not going to do it. The first time Simon Peter messed up. That's, that's not what a normal dad does to a normal son. Hey, give me those keys back. 
I don't like how you handled that. Cody March doesn't understand apostolic authority. No. You don't understand apostolic authority. We, we correct in love. We fix the problem. We give the constructive criticism, not the destructive, the con- sad we read it and look at it today as the ministry of Elijah and the ministry of Elisha. Elisha did twice the miracles that Elijah did. It wasn't the ministry of anybody to Elijah and Elisha. It was just the ministry. It was the continuity of the ministry. And yes, Elisha did twice the miracles that Elijah did, but when your focus is on the continuity of the ministry, you realize that he did twice the miracles, but Elijah had set most of that in motion. And because of continuity, he threw that mantle on him. When he left, That whirlwind took him up. Watch what happened. He didn't leave with the keys. Because the mantle was ministry. The baton is ministry. And it's not mine. It's his. young couples that suffer. I've, I've, I've watched these trends. If this exchange is not made, here we go. I'm closing with this. This is not the first time that this verse I read in Psalms shows up in Scripture. It actually shows up in one more place, almost word for word. When this verse popped into my spirit, 
I was not prepared to find it where I found it. verse in Psalms that I read to you almost word for word shows up in another place Daniel chapter 4 how great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation This is also the chapter that begins, Nebuchadnezzar the king, unto all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth. And again, I know, listen, the foolish things of the world confound the wise. Let's, let's just look, let's, let's look at this. Peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. And then there's a shift. Daniel McKillop, I never realized, I, I, knew, I knew this verse, but I did not realize that it rested on top of this next verse. And I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine house and flourishing in my palace. As he's resting in his house and flourishing in his palace, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. My mind works with hooks and handles, Brother Shakers, Jack eyes. And so when I see the name Nebuchadnezzar, I don't see Nebuchadnezzar. I see Nebuchadnezzar because I never, I never want to be guilty. I just see so many parallels. And I know this is Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. But I see so many things align with what it looks like when we're walking in, in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. And, and, and it's here. It's here as he's resting in his palace. It's here. Come on. In my palace and flourishing in my... In my he has this dream. And in this dream... He sees this tree that grows and was strong and the height thereof reached unto heaven and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. And the leaves were fair and the fruit thereof much. And in it was meat for all and the beasts of the field had shadow under it and the fowls of the heaven dwelt in the boughs thereof and all flesh was fed of it. He, he, he sees this, this vision. He has this dream at rest in his house, in his palace. Of this great tree, which symbolizes great influence, great affluence. And in this dream, again, this all sets right underneath. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. 
I, I can't underscore that enough. Is somebody hearing me? This is what sets immediately under that verse. He has a dream after this. This barely crosses his lips and he has a dream of this great tree and all this affluence and influence and it reaches to the heavens and the branches are over here and people are eating from the meat thereof. Sounds like the kingdom of God to me. Oh yes, I know. This is a wicked heathen king. But there's something here for us to see right now. And the Bible says in this dream that Nebuchadnezzar, if you will, sees this tree cut down. To his government, there shall be no end. To his kingdom, there shall be no end. But if it's my kingdom, it's coming down. I don't care how tall it's grown. I don't care how great its branches are. I don't care how much fruit it's producing. I don't care how many beasts are resting underneath it. His dominion is from generation to generation. Nebuchadnezzar, this has become about you. This has become about you resting in your palace. This has become about you at rest in your palace and in your house. Come on. This is, I'm showing, I'm giving you the dream of this great tree with this great influence and this great power. Because the issue is not you resting in your palace. The issue is you making sure that the tree, that the tree stays upright. dream the tree is chopped down it's hewed down and cut off the branches are cut off the leaves are shook off the fruit is scattered the beasts get away from under it and the fowls from the branches and the man that was in the palace goes from the palace to the pasture. And he goes from being blessed to being a beast. I, I have a monster. You said it today. And I have been torn by the talons. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar turns into a beast and it speaks of that beast having talons. And when it becomes when it becomes my kingdom, it's no longer his dominion. It's no longer it didn't start with me. Come on. And it's not supposed to end with me. I don't care how great the tree has been. Is anybody hearing me right now? I don't care how tall it's reached. I don't care how great its branches are. I don't care how much influence it's had. I don't care how much revival you've had. I don't care how blessed that you've been. Come on. This cannot become about us. I'm going to tell you there's something that God, there is something that God's more jealous of than His praise. Come on. Then that's His glory. No flesh shall glory in His presence. God is going to see to it that His glory is protected.
then turn into monsters. And young men that Saul should be shaking a timbrel dancing with become the target of derision. And men that God sends, and men that God sends, thy kingdom come, yes, but thy kingdom continue. And men that God sends become the target and the threat. Because it's easy, it's easy, Brother Lambeth, to switch from a conduit to, con uh, to a container and never forget. I never realize when we make the switch. It's no longer flowing through us, but we have dammed it up and screwed. Men, you hear what I'm telling you? Men become monsters and people that have been blessed become beasts and they get defensive and they grow talons. Come on, hear what I'm telling you right now. And I've seen great churches. Hear what I'm telling you. Come on, I've seen great. Oh, give me the statistics. Change of leadership you can count on. I think the last number I read was 20%. And maybe there's some fallout. But Brother Nix, that's not really the issue. Come on, the issues we're dealing with is the exchange is not happening. Come on, somebody's got to believe in the next generation. Somebody's somebody's got to believe in young men. Somebody's got Can I plead with somebody while you're doing your counting? Would you stop yourself and ask yourself, am I putting things in place to make sure that this is going to continue past me? Come on, this is not about my legacy. This is not about my name. Nebuchadnezzar, I don't care how big the tree has grown. I don't care how much influence it has. I don't care how sweet its fruit is. I don't care how, how great, how great it's reached and who is reached. The day it becomes about you and it's no longer about my dominion from generation to generation. That tree is coming down. I'm done. And the only chance of it being restored, again, all this falls right underneath that verse. Out of his own mouth, his dominion from generation to generation. We'll put a band around this thing and we'll wait and see how it unfolds. But until Nebuchadnezzar until he's willing to open his mouth. You go read it in your King James Version. Until Nebuchadnezzar opens his mouth and says, heaven rules. Not me. This is not my kingdom. This is not my church. The last time I checked, Brother Lambeth, we love it. But I don't, I don't have any blood in this thing. I remember my pastor telling me he was mad about something one time and he was fixing to go out and just slay hip and thigh. And he said he grabbed the door to the handle of his office to walk out in the sanctuary. And he said he felt the Lord put his hand on his shoulder and say, remember, I've got blood in this and you don't.
I've, I've heard this blood, sweat, and tears, blood, sweat, and tears. No, the kingdom of God is like a man. Come on, this is the naivete. It's like a man who puts the, the seed in the ground. And then when it all happens, if it's really the kingdom of God, the man's not talking about what he's done. Come on, he's saying, I don't know how it happened. Come on, look what the Lord's done. Look at the growth that we've had. Look at the revival that we have. Look at the building God's given us. Look at the people. Look at the favor. I didn't have the expertise to get this done. I didn't have the education. I know I didn't have enough education to get this done. Come on. I didn't have the brains to get this done. I didn't have the abilities. There's something greater than having a father's inheritance. Brother Nathan Tipton, you know what it is? It's having a father. How many years were you in Vicksburg, Bishop? The greatest thing your dad was not the 22. The greatest thing that your dad did in Vicksburg, Mississippi was not everything he did in 22 years. Where's Keys? Where they? Yeah. My God. Everything you did in 22 years, the greatest single thing that you did in 22 years. Here I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth. You can explain all this later and I'm closing. Well, maybe God just kills them. Well, it's not, I, maybe you know some stories like that and, and I'm not saying God won't. And he's so serious about the kingdom continuing that I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't kill but he would rather not kill for it to continue. He wants the kingdom con to continue by being given. I don't want my confidence. I don't want my ego. The hardest thing Eliezer did was not find Isaac a wife. That's not the hardest thing. The hardest thing that Eliezer did was make sure that she remembered, you're not mine. You belong to another man. That's the hardest thing he did. The hardest thing he did was not talk Rebecca into going with him. The hardest thing that he did was to keep the attention off himself. And realize, ladies and gentlemen, when God calls you to pastor a church, you're pastoring another man's wife.
Eau Claire. said the influence of the tree it can grow again it can come back it can have influence but this can't be about your comfort and your palace and your glory and your name you know what God didn't have a problem with them building a tower You know what God's issue with the Tower of Babel was? My. And us. He loves unity. In fact, the unity of the project got his attention. Build a tower to heaven. God's problem with the Tower of Babel is they said, we're going to build us. Us a place, us a tower, us a city, us a name. And that's where all this confusion is that you and I keep encountering. And, and the Bible says that where this confusion is, there is ev every, every evil work. The Bible says he set that thing into confusion. Because God is not going to allow something to go on when it's about you and not about him. Acts 2.38 put it on the screen then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin I'm preaching about the continuity of the kingdom and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. For the promise is unto you. And unto your children. To all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Some translations say, just for the sake of a visual, from generation to generation to generation to generation. Ladies and gentlemen, my concern tonight about the kingdom is not its contents. My concern tonight about the kingdom is not its coverage, nor its keys. My concern about the kingdom is will it continue?
Barry Sanders graduated from Oklahoma State University, and I, I was almost scared that this would taint this, but it's just gnawing on me. I read an article. Just, I, I don't even know how to run across it. They say it's one, of, and I don't follow sports anymore, but they said it's one of the great enigmas of all of sports history across the board. Barry Sanders one of, supposedly was one of the greatest running backs that ever played in the National Football League. But it's the enigma of most looked at him walking away from the game before his time was up. He was interviewed a few years ago before Super Bowl, and they began to probe and ask him questions. Was it injuries? No. Was it your ability? No. Again, if we can glean something from a heathen's kingdom. He said, I could still compete. He said, but I walked away for the sake of the integrity of the game. He said, the game, you quoted it almost verbatim. He said, the game is bigger than me. How many more millions of dollars could he have made? Was he that much slower in the 40? No. He was talking about the continuity. And that's a kingdom. Don't kid yourself. I said, that's a kingdom. Don't kid yourself. He was talking about the continuity of, of that kingdom. And he said, it's dependent. It's dependent on the next generation. It's the, it's, it's the young talent. It's the, it's the displaying. The only, the only way you keep people interested in the continuity of the kingdom is fresh blood and new energy. The integrity of the game. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a kingdom, not a game. And this kingdom, it has a name on it that's above every name. Come on. And I'm telling you, I want to protect the integrity of the kingdom. And I want to make sure that his dominion is from generation to generation. God, you don't have to displace me out of the palace and put me into the pasture. I recognize the only reason the tree is there is because of you. The only reason there's fruit on it is because of you. Heaven rules. Heaven rules. Heaven rules. Heaven rules. Let's stand. You know why I like you? Because you recognize 
that the only reason God's doing what he's doing in Evansville, Indiana is because somebody gave you the keys. Don't ever forget. There's a big tree there. It's got low-hanging fruit. Don't ever forget. Heaven rules. And everything you got is because somebody gave it to you. All I did was put the seed in the ground. And I don't want to ever lose the purity. He didn't do this because of me. He did this in spite of me. This has been a different week. But you hear me, this one will go down in history. You hear what I'm telling you. It won't be many months. It will not. You mark. I don't even know what all this means, what I'm about to say. But I'm telling you, it won't be many months down the road. You'll say out of your mouth, I was there. Talking about this week. There's some things. put a number on this because there's always a gap but I'm going to do what I feel right now I want every young man in this building in juxtaposition to what the bishop preached this morning your ministry, your lane in your place whatever that looks like whether it's mowing the grass it may not be a pulpit ministry. I've seen God anoint people to make money. Just because God anoints you to make money doesn't mean that you're called to preach. It's firing in your lane and staying in it. But if you're here and you know God's got his hand on you, if you're 45 and down, I want you to, I want you to come right now. All the young men, the 45 and down. Come on, Jeffrey. You older than 45? Come on. That's why I hate doing this. If you're around that age, come. I want all the brethren that are 60 and older. Come on, come down here. I want all the, the brethren that are 60 and older to join me up on the platform. Maybe you 58, 59, 60, join us on the platform. If you're in that other flex and that gap, just come down here with these guys. Because I don't want to leave anybody out. Ladies, I want you to connect, if you would, all over the building. Come on. Men 60, 57, 58, 96, join me up on the platform. Come on. Thank you, Brother Johnson. Would you, Brother Tipton, 
Guys, grab this and move it. Would you move this? Move that flower. I need you. If you guys aren't physically able, we're going to find a way. And I'm not trying to recreate. I'm just telling you. I know that things happen when men laid hands on me. Sit down, Brother Ted. I just want you to be comfortable because you may have to pray for a couple hundred guys before you get out of here. So just get comfortable. Some of you other elders, if you're not able, get you a chair. But I want you men to link up. Brother Calhoun, help me. I want you you up here. I want you to help me pray for these younger guys. Ladies, I want you to join in. Brother Lambeth, Brother Tiller, you guys help me. I want you to start laying your hands. You young men. Brother Lamb is going to come around and pray with the women. Young men, I want you to start coming in here to Brother Tipton. You other men, go out. Filter in. Let's pray for these men. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom continue. young man if you feel compelled to have somebody pray for you you just move and do that right now brother Shrek eyes you take your liberty brother Townley take your liberty ladies come on I want you to be praying for one another by the laying on of hands It's not going to die on my watch. I'm not going to be buried with the keys. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom continue. Heaven rules. It's not mine to hoard. It's not mine to hang on to. It's not mine to hang on to. Brother Townley, pray for these young guys. Brother Nix, would you get in here? Brother Morgan, would you get in here and lay your hands? Some of you young men are bothering me right now. Come on, you ought to want these elders. You haven't arrived. We need young men that are hungry. Just because you've had some success, young man, doesn't mean you don't need the hands of an elder on you. Impart something, pray something, leave something on me. 
I want to leave Tomball, Texas with the peace of the mantle, with the peace of the future. I want to carry this on into the next generation. Come on, I'm going to push this. We're not there yet. God, let a brokenness. You can't get educated enough. There's got to be a passing. There's got to be an exchange. There's got to be a transfer. Don't hoard it, sir. Hand it down. Don't hang on to it. Hand it down. Pass it on. That's it, young ladies. Come on. That's it, young ladies. Come on, some of you women get in bunches of five and ten and pray. Somebody's body's going to be healed. Come on. God's going to confirm His Word with signs following. something on us put something in us not my kingdom come on elder don't hold it come on elder don't hang on to it Hand it down. There's a young man waiting on you to pray for him right now. Impart something into him. Pray something on him. Come on, you've got what you've got because somebody prayed for you. You've got what you got because somebody gave it to you. right now. Pentecost next great evangelist is in this altar right now. Pentecost great next pastor is in this altar. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom continue. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom continue. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom continue. young man how bad do you want to be used to God come on you get a hold of an elder and don't turn him loose pray for me until something changes pray for me until something breaks brother Lambeth the next great missionary brother Shrek eyes the next great missionary is in this altar right now said don't stop something's breaking in the Holy Ghost thy kingdom continue thy kingdom continue thy kingdom continue thy kingdom
Young man, if you feel for an elder to pray for you, don't wait for him to come to you. Search him out. Search him out. Brother Shrek, guys, come here. Come on, let's keep praying. Come here. There's some of you guys that have been scared to say anything, but you felt a nudge for missions. Come here, quick, run. You felt a nudge for missions. Let this man lay his hands on you. To his kingdom, there shall be no end. Young lady, you want to be used of God? Find you a pastor's wife and have her pray for you right now. This is a safe place. I rebuke the lie that you're not enough. I rebuke the lie that you're not enough. Come on. I rebuke the lie that you don't have the right daddy. I rebuke the lie that your daddy's not a pastor. God, heal the broken stones. May we perpetuate and propagate Pentecost into the next generation. Sister Tiller, pray for my daughter. Christy Rao, pray for my daughter. Come on. You ladies, lay your hands. Take a young lady by the shoulder. Take a young lady by the hand. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom continue. Thy kingdom come. 
Thy kingdom continue. Sister Tipton, lay your hands on my daughter-in-law. Put your hands on her shoulder and pray for her. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Come on. You got to put the bread on the water. You got to put the bread on the water. You can't keep it in your pocket. You got to put the bread on the water. Go track him down. Go get him. Don't worry about you want somebody to pray for you. Don't worry about bothering them. I can remember as a 12-year-old boy getting a hold of the feet of elders and begging them, would you please pray for me? Would you please pray for me? Would you make a divine deposit? Would you make a deposit of destiny into my spirit? Give it away, elder. Pastor's wife, give it away. Put it in. Pass it on. Something's breaking in here tonight. Something's being preserved. Something's being passed down. Something's being perpetuated. I feel the continuity of an ancient anointing. Pass it down. Come on, Moses. Pass it down. Come on, Joshua. Pass it down. Come on. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Close your eyes. Come on. Something otherworldly is touching you right now. You're not going to see the same way. You're not going to feel the same way. You're going to wake up in the morning and realize, I've been touched by something from another world. I've been touched by something. Come on. It's beyond me. It's beyond my reasoning. It's beyond my understanding. That's it, Brother Maddox. That's it, Brother Maddox. Come on, I need some elders to pray. Such as I have. Give I thee. Such as I have. Give I thee. Somebody prayed it in me 25 years ago. I'm going to pray it into somebody else.
Come on, it's already been said. Come on, ministry's not a competition sport. This is a relay race. Just because we're favored doesn't guarantee the exchange. Just because we've been the fastest doesn't guarantee the exchange. Somebody's got to be in position. Somebody's got to be willing to give it up. Somebody's got to be willing to make the exchange. Come on, ladies. Turn and pray for somebody else. after tonight that's it Bubba come on let Jesus put something on you come on I'm talking about something that super exceeds semantics I'm talking about something that super exceeds semantics. I'm talking about something that super exceeds oratory. It's not by might nor by power. It's not by enticing words of man's wisdom. I don't want this to die with me. I don't want this to die with me. I don't want to be buried with the keys. I don't want to be buried. I don't want them to throw dirt on me and the keys too.
Come on. All the way to this back wall. Reach over and pray with somebody else. There's a divine deposit, folks. You better get your spirit open. There is a divine deposit. There's an exchange. There's an impartation. You're going to get in the pulpit Sunday morning and realize something different. Come on. This is not semantics. This is not verbiage. Something different. There's an anointing on me. There's a mantle on me. God's confirming His, God's confirming His word with signs following right now. That's it, young man. How hungry are you? Come on. Do you need the limelight? Do you need your name called? Or do you just want the anointing? Touch me with the anointing. I don't need my face on a brochure. I don't need somebody to call my name. Come on, don't stop. You ought to lift your voice right now louder than you have. You ought to do something right now. You ought to make a holy commotion. You ought to wave your hands, clap your hands. You ought to do something right now. That's it. Let the Holy Ghost flow through there. Come on. Let the Holy Ghost flow through there, Mama. Come on. That's it. Talking to let the Spirit. Let that old whale spring up. My God. Come on, come on, there's a David here. Come on, come on, sir. This is not about you losing your kingdom. Come on, there's a David God's got in mind that's going to help the kingdom go forward.
You better do what you feel right now. This is not the time to be inhibited. This is an atmosphere. Come on, you do what you feel. Come on, men, turn and pray for somebody there close to you. Come on, there's a transfer. There's a transfer. Come on, I feel triumph. The anointing's not going to be terminated. It's going to transfer. It's going to be transferred. Yes! 
Come on, the church is going to be okay. Come on, revival is going to be okay. The promises are going to stay intact. The prophecies are safe. I'll pick it up in consecration. I'll pick it up in prayer. I'll pick it up in holiness. I'll pick it up. Stop, something's breaking here. Come on, where's the second miler's at? Something's breaking. There's an anointing. There's an anointing that's breaking forth. An anointing that's going to break the yoke in your city. An anointing that's going to break the yoke on college campuses. An anointing. I don't want to be dangerous. I don't want to be dangerous to myself. I don't want to be dangerous to young preachers. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I want to be graceful. I want to be gracious. I want to be giving. I don't want to be threatened. 
and stones of the priesthood. We've got to perpetuate Pentecost. somebody come on there needs to be a loud shout a sustained shout you got to get the muff you got to get the muscle off of your mouth come on that's not loud enough there's got to be a loud shout come on louder louder principalities Come on, all the way to the back. Lift your voice. Take the muzzle off. Get the choke. Come on, I can't hear you, ma'am. Throw your head in the air and shout. Shout like it matters. Shout like you care. Shout. defeated. Jericho walls coming down. Go. Go. I want you to do something you had not done in this meeting yet. Go. Go. Do something you had not done in this meeting yet. Jump. Dance. Wave something in the air. Do something out of the ordinary. Go. Dance. David was a dancer before he was a priest. David was a dancer before he was a king. David was a dancer before he was a prophet. Something's being destroyed. Foundations are being broken up. Soil. Devils are being defeated. Principalities are being knocked out. 
Come on, Nicodemus. Quit trying to slip in here by night. By the cover of night. Come on, I'm willing to do this in broad daylight. Use me. Do something with my life. Make a difference in my... you something Zacchaeus have you made a big enough commotion for Jesus to want to go home with you come on young man come on young lady have you made a big enough commotion have you got out there on the end of the limb
Come on, somebody obey God. Something's breaking right there. Come on, somebody obey God.
I wonder how many of you right now, this is important you leave this meeting. If you, if you allow it, the wind will so consume you, the W-H-E-N, the wind will consume you to the point that it will cause you to doubt that there's a what. And even aware. The wind, it's that weight he was preaching about this morning. And so if you can leave here with the wind, you leave the wind, Brother Barry, leave the wind in God's hands. And you leave here with your arms and legs wrapped around the what? There's something there, I know it. God confirmed it this week. Come on, God's confirmed that. And I'm not going to, come on, I'm not going to let the wind frustrate me and talk me out of there being a what. God has confirmed there's a what. And the Bible says that a man's gift will make room for him. I want you to physically, Right now, we're going, to, we're going to lift our voices again. I'm talking about we're going to lift the roof. I want you to physically put your arms around the what? Put your arms around the what? He's put it in you. Put your arms around it. And with a faith, a trumpet of trust, I want you to lift your voice to tell God, you've got the win. You've got the win. tonight. Lift your hands right now. I pray that a restoration of confidence men and women alike that came to this meeting, circumstances caused you to cast off your confidence. I pray that you would be restored with a greater confidence in your God. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. A greater confidence in your God. Come on. A greater confidence in your God. 
He is going to make a way. He is going to provide. He is going to break the chains. He is going to open the door. He is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I feel like it's the will of God for us to leave this place in victory. I want you to clap your hands. I want you to get a hold of somebody. I want you to jump. I want you to rejoice. There is victory in this camp. We will win. The devil is a liar. Come on deeper. The devil is a liar. Come on deeper. The devil is a liar. We will win. 